Well, a very good evening to you. Welcome to the next 58 minutes of technology conversation on Ghana Radio. This is City Trends. My name is Philippa Sean and um, welcome to the show. Today we are going to talk about the future of payments and how we can make payments borderless. How we can be in one country and basically send off money to another country without necessarily having to wonder how exactly it's going to be done, where the costs are going to be coming from and whether it's going to be possible for you to actually make that payment possible. I have in the studio with me a Mobex winner actually. Yes, yeah, so two Mobex winners on one show interesting stuff well it's going to be great we also have the how-to segment and the app segment and the trending segment as well coming up on the show it's going to be really exciting um so why don't we just get everything on the road but before that you can join us with your comments on 054-9986-996 that is on whatsapp but on twitter you can follow us and share your thoughts using the hashtag city trend that is c-i-t-i-t-r-e-n-d-s but then before everything begins, we have the how-to segment with Jeffrey Orekusapong. Hello and welcome to the how-to segment on City Trends. This evening, we are looking at the phone battery. You could call it an understatement if anyone thought of using just two minutes to talk about how important the smartphone is today. From what we had 20 years ago, the phone carries so many capabilities now that we need more electrical power to get it running well for long enough. To understand how the battery works, it is important that you understand three features. The battery capacity, the battery life, and the battery lifespan. The battery capacity represents the amount of power that your battery can hold. A common way to measure that is through the milliampere hour or the MAH. This is simply the measure of the flow of electrons through an electrical conductor. One milliampere hour is the amount of capacity needed to let one milliampere of electrical current flow for one hour. The battery life is basically the time it takes before your device runs out of power. The battery life is heavily affected by how the device is used and the temperature conditions. The battery lifespan is the measure of how many charges and discharges a battery can make before it completely loses its viability as a power storage unit. To help make sure that your phone's battery lasts, these are some of the things you should take note of. First, keep your phone case off when charging it. We know that extreme temperatures affect battery life. The heat emitted by the phone can be conducted back through the phone case and this can affect battery life. Use a dark or black background for your phone. Most newer smartphone models use OLED screens. 
Unlike LED screens, these ones consist of individual pixels that light up when needed. When you use a black background, a huge part of your phone screen stays unlit. This means that your phone uses less power to display background image. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend. Has your computer developed a problem you don't understand? Is your phone refusing to respond? Is there a computer virus you're battling with? Are you having problems signing into your account? Share your tech problems with City Trends and we will get the experts to help you solve them. Send us your problems via WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. You can also send us a tweet using the hashtag CityTrends. Now, every day, we either take out our phones, punch in a few numbers, and basically send money from our account or our wallet to somebody else in another location, most likely within the same geographical area. Sometimes we can send money either through, you know, a special app that you probably have on your phone, or you can just use a USSD to send money. But when you need to send money from one country to another, we typically have a challenge, or usually do. Charges go up, or sometimes it's just basically impossible. But how are we going to get to the point where we can, as easy as it is, send money from one device to another within the same country, send money from one device to another in another country? How easy is that going to be? Is that even a reality we need to start thinking about? Well, my guest in the studio seems to think so. He thinks or he feels it's possible. And he feels that his device or his service that he provides is going to be in the forefront of making that happen. Well, why don't we ask him exactly how and why he thinks that is possible? My guest in the studio is the managing director of ZPay, Andrew Tichi up here. Andrew, you're welcome to the show. Philip, thank you and thanks for having us. It's First of all, congratulations as well. Mobile thank you. Winner. Yes. Thank yes, you. Yes, Actually, um, I suppose the second one is in tandem with the conversation. <laughs> yeah. our, be our ability to scale into the other part of Africa. Um, once again, thank you very much, Philip. Thanks to CTFM. You guys are doing a wonderful job. Um, some of us really appreciate your work. So, I think there are two realities. Mm. The first reality is that today you can do cross-border payments. Right. So let's just put that into perspective. Right. The second reality is that you can do payments from anywhere mm. or any device. Mm. Okay. The, the big issue is how seamless that is and how simple that is mm. and what it is plagued with. Mm. So today it's almost impossible for 
any Tom, Dick and Harry or company or fintech to get up and say, I'm going to be pushing cross-border payments across multiple markets. Because obviously you are plagued by regulatory constraints exactly. or the regulatory pain, um, market rules, consumer experience, etc., etc. But the biggest challenge obviously will be settlement and regulations. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> then the argument is how simple will that be? Before I get into that, let, let's, let me take you back and say, look, so you're in a market, look at a market like Ghana. The retail rules or the banking act says that you can transfer up to $10,000 a year out of the country as a retail customer. But you have to go to the bank to do that. Mm. Very few banks, if there's any at all, are able to do these things on devices and channels. Then we're talking about Af Africa integration. We're talking about um, West Africa. Today, if you go to Yomoa, which is a Francophone neighbors, if you have a license in one, you can operate in the other mm. from a financial services perspective. Mm. So somehow they've made it seamless to be able to do cross-border, mm. okay? But they haven't bought a standardized single unit for you to be able to do that. Right. If you take West Africa, for example, we, the English country, we call ourselves WAMS. The WAMS zone, we're now thinking of integrating our TGS into WAMS okay. and having a single front window for our TGS, mm. okay? Beyond that, 2020's echo. We're looking at single currency, single market. Mm. So what is the preparation towards that? And are we even able to do borderless payment? Mm. You see what I'm saying? So it's not just about cross-border, but think about borderless where there's no restriction, there's no wall, whether it's a regulatory wall or whatever. Mm. That's the conversation that we're having, right? Mm. How simple that is and how possible that is. And who are the players who are going to win? Are they going to be... African players, are they going to be foreign players? How, uh, what's the dominant structure? Okay, and then of course there's a whole conversation about the scramble for Africa. Of course. Now, before we even get into that, like, can you give us a sense of where we are right now, even yeah. before we look at what's ahead in the okay. future? So, I think today, you can move peer-to-peer -peer transactions domestic. Um, you should be able to do cross-border, peer-to-peer. I didn't say borderless, I said cross-border from one country, Ghana, to Nigeria. Mm. You should be able to do it if you're a bank. Mm. Um, are banks doing that? You have to walk into the banking hall for 99% of the banks in the market mm. to be able to do that and fill some kind of form and wait for somebody to go through processes and then someone to come back to you. If you're lucky, it'll be three days and you'll see a SWIFT come through. Mm. Some banks are quite efficient. They'll give you a SWIFT at the end of the day. Yeah. But that transaction is played by $60, right? Mm. Whereas that same transaction can be a dollar, one cent, $20 <laughs> or something. Right. So today, this is the picture. Right. It's challenged by a lot of regulatory bottlenecks. Um, for the sake of financial stability, regulator does that as well. It's important for us to do that. Now, but go back to a market like Europe or go to America and look at a single market. These are huge markets. In Europe, you can passport. So at least you deal with the regulatory bottleneck by passporting. Right. But even that, very few people have passporting licenses. So again, it's not a common play. Do you right. see what I mean? Right. So in that regard, it's still relatively restrictive. But it's going to be disrupted because it's been designed to be disrupted. Mm. Transport system was designed from the one to be disrupted, which is why Uber came and disrupted. Mm -hmm. Financial services has been designed that way, so to be disrupted. The question is who and how they'll do that. Right. Okay, so let me let me have a conversation with you that says, I don't know if you 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 are aware of DSTV. I am. 
What about Sky TV? We are very good partners with DSTV, actually. Okay. What about Sky TV? Very. Okay. So, before, you could only watch your DSTV from a box on your TV at home. Right. If you are lucky, maybe you could watch it online. Hmm. Today, you can watch it on a device. True. You can watch it on your tablet. You can watch it on your mm -hmm. phone. Yeah. We call that over the top. Hmm. That's OTT. Right. So, OTT exists for media. It's a big thing. It's, if I was no more excited anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Today, you go TV is an OTT platform. Right. Now, let's come back to telecoms. Literally, I can have a borderless telecom platform, mm. which is WhatsApp. That's Skype as well. Mm. Skype even came before WhatsApp came. Yeah. Okay, it's completely borderless. It doesn't matter which IP zone I'm in. I can, in fact, WhatsApp is the craziest. I mean, it doesn't matter that I've changed IP on my different IP zone. You can... I continue to talk. talk yeah. I just have to move from market to market. Once there's Wi-Fi, You're I can talk. Yeah. That is how borderless payment should be. Mm. Is that is that a reality? In in I, I mean, everything is possible. But how how many years do we have to make that a reality? Okay, so I think tomorrow has happened. Mm. I think that realities has happened. I think it's we're, we're in that mode today. Mm. Okay, the question is, who will make an announcement first? Interesting. People are building stuff. There's a lot of testing going on. I can tell you for free. I mean, look, look at Apple for example. Apple has built the largest e-commerce platform in the world mm. by virtue of just simply having an ecosystem. Unlike other ecosystems, it's a closed loop. This is an this is a closed loop. Most ecosystems today want to be open, but Apple's ecosystem is closed. But it has the largest members on it. Yeah. So simply put, Apple can push that easily mm. and it'll work. Mm. So it will simply be off the Apple wire. I don't know if you are aware of um, what what do you call it? It's like WhatsApp on Apple and um, FaceTime. Right. And iMessage. Thank you very much. Mm. It's off the wire. Mm. Same conversation we're having here. Mm. Okay, so imagine that Apple can literally launch that tomorrow. Mm. Mm. They'll need a few things on top of that, but you're good to go. Um, I think that the likes of Telegram, WhatsApp are easily and simply designed to enable things like that to happen. Yeah. Um, if you look at Amazon, Amazon is probably the largest e-commerce platform today. Some say Alibaba, but of course it's close to China, so we can't validate <laughs> that. But at least we know that Amazon is open to the it's world, also, yeah, exactly. so we can validate that, okay? <laughs> Amazon easily can drive an OTT platform mm. where, for some strange reason, you'll be able to push a transaction and make a payment and settle that payment irrespective of where you are, of where you are without any restriction, without an IP restriction, etc. So look at it from regulatory and disruption. That's what, I'm, I'm, that's okay. what I was coming to. How, who then will regulate that market, okay. that space? So that's the interesting thing. Mm. Okay, let, let, let me take a step back. So look at it this way. So all, all of a sudden, from a disruptive perspective, imagine being able to push payment over WhatsApp. Mm. Already WhatsApp is OTT. Mm. Once you've downloaded your WhatsApp, you can now put, look for an icon and make a payment. So this is like you having a WhatsApp wallet. Probably wouldn't, it probably wouldn't even be a wallet. It would just be a lookup feature. Mm. Like the way NFC or QR codes run. Mm -hmm. It would just be a simple lookup feature with security laced onto it. Mm. Maybe three-factor authentication mm. to give the consumer some amount of securitization mm. and comfort. But that world is here. Is that... I mean, I mean sorry to catch you, but yeah. is that what the WePay... System, WeChat. WeChat Pay system. Is that how it works? Okay, so WeChat... Actually, WeChat is off the wire. Yeah. 
WeChat is a completely OTT platform. Mm. There's Lime as well, mm -hmm. which is in Japan. Mm. Okay. So it's not so far. The only thing is that WeChat is a closed environment in China. Right. They're breaking out into other markets. Mm. But just imagine an ecosystem. It could even be driven by a keypad, mm. by a GUI. It could just be a simple GUI that allows you to do OTT. Yeah. And therefore, it doesn't matter whether you're in SMS yeah. or you're in Messenger or you're even in email or LinkedIn Messenger, should you should be able to do a transaction. You talked about how would it work regulatory-wise. Mm. So you have a Visa card. Mm. You have a MasterCard. Primary compliance. That compliance is on those platforms. They've done their work already. These cards move. I'm sure you use your card when you travel out Absolutely. of Ghana. I'm sure you use it wherever you are. Yeah. And in Ghana, you use other platforms that are outside Ghana. Definitely. So already, you're doing some, of OT, some form of OTT mm. payment. Mm. So imagine then that layer sitting on WhatsApp. It will not be regulated. Mm. It's the primary cardholder who will be regulated by jurisdiction. Mm. So all of a sudden, borderless payment has happened. And that's the disruption that we are walking into. That could happen any day soon then. I think so. The question is who will go to market first. Who do you predict will? That's a tough one. I would have loved to say ZP. <laughs> <laughs> but it's something you are working at. Well, hey, I don't know. I mean, look, there are a lot of legal agreements and contracts. Mm -hmm. One has required about these things. But I think that the market is, is, I think it's going to be exciting. But then from a global perspective, which of the players do you think will be able to move, make that move first? So let me correct you. Global perspective Technology has democratized the world. Mm. So global, Africa is part of global. <laughs> right. Ghana is part of global. Right. It could be any player sitting in Ghana, mm. or it could be a player in Kazakhstan, Indonesia, mm. or Hong Kong, or even the UK, as mm. you said, mm. also US. So I don't know who, but I think that whoever will launch first will go to market with multiple partners. Mm. I see that going to market before Libra goes to market. Really? I see OTT payments. OTT platforms that operate like NFC or some kind of lookup feature mm. happening before a lot of things will happen. Do you feel that, for example, the Apple Card mm -hmm. recently launched and shipped is a step in that direction by Apple, for example? It's tempting to say yes, but I don't know. Mm. But I, I also think that, look, look in our markets. You know what I mean? Um, look around. If you turn your antennas on, let's see what happens in the market in October. Mm. Mm. It could be in Europe, it could be in Ghana. But something exciting is going to happen. I think there's, a, there's something about a bubble. Mm. Mm. Well, listeners, you're still tuned into City Trends, uh, 197.3 City FM. We're having a conversation with Andrew, who happens to be the CEO of um, ZPay. And we're talking about how we can make payments borderless. Basically, what he's saying is it's already borderless. It's just someone just needs to make an announcement that, hey, this is my platform, and that's basically what I offer you. But Aside that, there have been issues with security, there have been issues with fraud, and coming, like making such a leap in terms of borderless payment yes. comes with its own That's issues true. and concerns. That's true. What's, what's the, the scariest thing for you about payments becoming borderless? Are we getting into that space? Okay, so look, Twitter was recently hacked, right? Mm -hmm. It was an in-app or some third-party app connected to Twitter that made that happen. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I don't know the encryption on Twitter. I'm not an active user of Twitter, but I think I should become, though. <laughs> but take WhatsApp. As encrypt There's a lot of encryption today. If you take the likes of um, Visa, 
they have a lot of security platforms on their system. Mm. Even our own mobile money, we built a lot of security platforms into right. it. Mm. So I don't see that so much as an issue. Mm. But like I also said, probably we're entering the world of three-factor authentication, which might not necessarily be biometric. It could be something else. It mm. could be the usual pin OTP and something else. Mm. I guess there has to be an element of surprise, right? right. So that is going to happen. Now, and I also believe that um, the, the, the idea of borderless payment also then takes the regulator out of the conversation mm. because it's no more about, it's no more about the player. It's about the, the instruments that are used on it. So it's making sure that the instruments are regulated in the various markets that they operate in mm. and then having that infrastructure that it drives off. You see, if you, if you, if you follow the drift slowly, we're working in... This, this, the fourth re industrial revolution is really about having the right infrastructure that can layer different things onto it. Uber is an infrastructure, I like to put it, that people leverage for transportation. Right. right? Uber actually is not a big giant car somewhere. Hmm. It's a simple infrastructure that people layer to move oh. transaction. Hmm. This case, transport. Yeah. So I see OTT payments on all these social enterprises being another infrastructure that people can use instruments on, like cards, wallets, some other form of instruments. That's interesting. That's interesting. W what have you made of recent reports about, especially Ford once again, coming back to it, especially in our, in our, in our space here in Ghana, and I mean, MTN has been going off and trying to deny this and deny that. And we've gotten to that point where people feel that certain players within the system are going to be phased out eventually. Because well, of how big some of these other players are. Well, I don't know if... Well, look, when, well, the way, this is the way I see some of the fraud issues. So somebody calls you to complain that someone has taken money from my wallet. But today we push OTP. OTP is one-time password, which means you have to authenticate that transaction by approving it. Right. So where is the fraud? Mm. I see that you, your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend... Did it, but fair enough. Somebody can also be overlooking and watching and whatever. Do that. I hear you. Um, a lot of the fraud cases, when you drill down, yeah, it's not about hacking in the case of mobile money, it's often about somebody says a transaction has come off my account, mm -hmm. or someone called me and asked me to send money. That happens everywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. I think we need a lot of consumer education, mm -hmm. a lot of consumer education, which. Every, all parties have a role to play. Mm -hmm. The players, the regulators, to make it happen. Um, I, I think that with the new payments act also, there's enough cover for consumer protection, which will require players to do a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. So I personally don't think that it's, it's so much weakness in infrastructure from a security perspective. Mm -hmm. But of course, granted, I'm not denying that that exists though. Right. Right. But those people who find themselves in that probably have a very weak control environment in the first place. Mm. Once again, I mean, there is obviously a large population of people who haven't even gotten to this point where they can even understand how all of this infrastructure works together mm -hmm. and how these payments can be made possible. Yeah. What, what role does, does the state have to play in, in, in making or giving us a proper understanding of how this works and how it can make people better included in the financial system? So you, you use the word ecosystem at the start. Mm. I think it's not just the state. There's a whole ecosystem responsibility. Right. There are various players in the ecosystem. Mm. There are the associations. There are the chambers. There are the players. There are different operators. You know what I mean? There are banks. 
then there's a regulator. All of us have different roles to play. Mm. And I guess a more, even you, from a media perspective. Mm. So the more we have stakeholder engage, engagement, the, the propensity of us getting that education filtered will be higher. Mm. I mean, think about it carefully. We talk about cash out. It's a very controversial statement, but look, <laughs> we talk about cash out, but we have so many digital assets. At least over 10,000 ATMs in Ghana, I want to believe, mm. if I'm correct. Mm. These are digital assets that mm. can be leveraged for cash out mm. because they're highly underutilized. Mm. But people don't even know how to use an ATM. Do you see what I mean? So I think really it's about stepping up the game. But I also think that in this particular millennium, this very age we're in, there's a natural renaissance that is moving things rather faster than we can predict or control. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Mm. And that's why somebody will be able to just download WhatsApp and download some form of OTT payment on it and do a transaction. And that's real. Is it going to be as easy as that? I think so. I've seen it. You're too optimistic, it seems. I don't know if it's just me, but you seem overly optimistic about how easy this will be. I mean, if it was that easy, we should have had it by now. Well, look, like I said, just keep looking around the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's that simple. From a developmental perspective, of course, it will be difficult. Mm. Somebody has to put it together. Mm. There'll be cost and everything. But from a user experience perspective, it has to be seamless. Mm. It should be so simple that you download. This will be the, the. I believe it will be a simple process as downloading WhatsApp. How? I mean, I don't. I know, I know. I might be putting you in a very difficult position by asking this question, but how much responsibility can we place on the regulator, especially in Ghana? Well, you're not putting me in a difficult place because <laughs> I don't. But I. I don't know. I like. I keep saying. I think it's a joint effort of the ecosystem. Mm. The, the, the bal there has to be a balance between oversight and innovation. Mm. Regulator has a part to play. The ecosystem has a part to play. And it's all about, everything we do is about consumer protection. Mm. That's why we have compliance, right? Mm. So it's about making sure that whatever you do, the consumer is protected. But I think that it's going to be hard for most regulators when an OTT platform like that drops for payments. How do they keep up? Be that's the point. But if there's a compliance framework, then... The, that system will self-regulate itself. Mm. Maybe it'll be have, like I said, to have three-factor authentication. It will probably layer on an encrypted platform. Mm. It will probably operate within an environment that has primary compliance in place. Mm. So card issuers have primary compliance already do their KYC, etc., mm. before they actually issue your card. Mm. So that is in place. It would have one of those things that beyond that also you would have um, other forms of compliance. So look, even whatsapp to be able to download it there's an otp that comes to you for you to validate, validate and confirm can, yeah. so you see it's being able to leverage that infrastructure mm. and put a payment platform on, on top it of that. that accepts instruments like card and wallets mm. and operate and you're good to go and you're good to go that is simple the question is who takes it to market first so why has zpay not done it yet and what are you guys doing so i have shareholders i have a compliance manager i have directors <laughs> i will not be able to answer that <laughs> i guess that's a more difficult question than the previous one but anyway what what has zp been up to these last couple of months so over the last six months we've been looking around um we've definitely been looking in the ott space mm. i mean that's not a secret mm. and um just keep watching the space mm. we're in london in october we'll probably send you a postcard congratulations that's big. 
What are you doing there? Tell us. Well, we're in London in October. <laughs> <laughs> well, keeping his cards close to his chest, very interesting there for Andrew. I mean, tell, so when when we see Zipay, what exactly is Zipay? How how do people get to experience what Zipay has to offer in terms of services? So we, we see ourselves more and more into the social enterprise space. Mm. And what I mean by that is um, the same way you have Facebook, you have Twitter, etc. I think that we see our world more and more becoming fat for payments. Mm. Okay, so look out for a Z. There's always a red Z that's going to be around the, the social media handles. Mm. Um, we're coming up with our own handle for that. And uh, I, I think for us... It's really about being make, being able to make movement of payment or remittances as simple and convenient for yourself, third party, whoever wants to come on board. Mm. Um, some parts of the world, we actually have an open API platform. We have a sandbox. We have a staging environment. Mm. So it's actually easier for our partners to just come on board. Mm. Um, some markets, we actually announce our partners. Today, what we're doing also is we're building Africa. Okay. So we're spending a lot of our time turning on our market, we're in 20 markets, so currently we're pumping traffic through about six actively, nice. and the idea is to be able to finish the rest. Interesting. Uh, one year from now, what are we looking at in terms of ZPay? Okay, so one year from now, we should be able to push 100,000 transactions a month from every single market. Mm. We're looking at 20 markets, and we should be able to move 80% of the ecosystem our ecosystem is about $17 billion, and mm. we want to move about 8% of that. Mm. Will we do it? Yes, we'll do it. How we'll do it? OTT will be one of that. Interesting stuff. Andrew, thank you so much for making time to join us on the show. It was a real pleasure having you, and congratulations once again. Um, we'll, we'll be waiting for that postcard from London, and everything else I should be doing there, you should let us know. We probably might be invited. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you for you having us. Thank you so much. All right. Well, it's now time for us to get into the app segment of the show. Jeffrey Okusapong is here with um, this week's mobile application. And so, Jeffrey, what do you have for us? Um, so, my, the app tonight, it's called ZeroNet. ZNet. Not ZNet, ZeroNet. ZeroNet. Yes. Not, okay. You just finished talking about ZPay, so you're still thinking Z. Yeah, my mind is still I'm in sorry, the Z zone. It's ZeroNet. Okay. But it's not spelled Z. E-R-O. Mm -hmm. It's Z-R-O. Z-R-O. Yes. Z-R-O-N-E-T. Okay. So it's basically about being able to visit certain platforms online, mm -hmm. even when you don't have data bundle. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just right now <laughs> trying to think about okay. how that okay. is Okay, you know what? 
let's just listen to exactly what the app is about. Is this it'll... local? Yes. Interesting. Let's let's hear it. Let's hear it out. My name is Anne from Zurinet Africa, and I'm an account executive with um, the company. Um, so to begin with, we are Zurinet Africa. We are mobile marketing and um, engagement company that has created a platform with the in partnership with the major um, mobile operators in Ghana, mainly um, MTN, Airtel, Tigo, and Vodafone, to engage mobile subscribers to data-given and data-driven mobile campaigns. And what it is with Zionet is that we are driving both digital and financial inclusion by allowing hundreds of Ghanaians to access free data for mobile apps and websites. We are major we are majorly um driving free data for banking and payment apps as well as as well as sorry as well as websites um, so for instance if CTFM wants to make their online platform free of data service that is their subscribers are able to access their websites even on zero balance. All they have to do is download a ZeroNet app from the and from the Play Store, once they download the app from the Play Store, they're able to, and we make your online platform free, they're able to access all your contents free of data charges. Um, the app, the app I said can be found on the Google Play Store, and our brand name is Zurinet, and Z, that's a capital Z, R, O, and a capital N. E-T, zero net, pronounced zero net. It hasn't had the E. So it's just the spelling of zero without the E and net standing for zero internet charges. So we are on the Google Play Store. It's just for Android users. And we are basically driving the digital and financial inclusion agenda by making these platforms that promote um, digital activities and, and financial activities free of data charges. It's like an NGO. You know? <laughs> so basically, allowing you access to a multitude of services, yes, which will typically require an Mo- internet access uh-huh. or data transfer, mm-hmm. uh, mobile data Yeah. Um, connectivity free of charge like you mm-hmm. don't have to pay all you just, have to do is get the go app through. go into the app and then you can do these ones there are lots of questions that people have for example yeah. how do they have access to your data for example well, big question of course you have to give certain permissions because you are they are you are taking or you are using their yeah. platform and yeah. accessing all these other yeah so it's sort of like them acting as a second or third party before mm-hmm. you get to your destination yeah. service and i'm just wondering all the data compliance things that they need to or loopholes that it needs so to so when i to looked into it a bit i saw um whatsapp for instance mm-hmm. they have access which okay. would mean that you have to give them access to your chats your mm-hmm. contacts mm-hmm. maybe if since you're doing in the app you may give them access to your camera uh, audio recording because i mean you need to they are making these services free but yeah like we always say free at what cost yeah that's that's basically, basically the thing. but you know what 
view, listeners, you can you can take take just go download the app. I mm-hmm. think that's the whole point of it. Download the app and Play store. Let's know what you think about it. I mean, because you can go through the terms and conditions. You can go through all the paperwork that they have explaining everything to you. If it's something that you think you can work with, let us know what you think about it. So the app is called ZeroNet. But it's but spelled it's not Z-E-R-O. It's Z-R-O. So when, when you're spelling it, just think about it. Zero without an E. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So zero or Z. R O N E T. That's it. Yes. Zeronet. So go check it out. Find out about it. Download it. Use it. Let's know what your thoughts are about um, that particular platform. Very, very interesting. But hey, I mean, the first thing I usually think about when, when I think about these things firstly, firstly, how safe is privacy. it? And privacy. And how much is it going to cause them to actually be in business because they're offering everything to you for free? It's it's just basically a big NGO. Interesting yeah. stuff, though. Zero net. Anyway, we are going to jump into the trending segment of the show right about now. But before we do that... Has your computer developed a problem you don't understand? Is your phone refusing to respond? Is there a computer virus you're battling with? Are you having problems signing into your account? Share your tech problems with City Trends and we will get the experts to help you solve them. Send us your problems via WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. You can also send us a tweet using the hashtag CityTrends. Well, it's time for us to do trending and the biggest trending topic for today is the Apple event, which I'm guessing has probably ended by now. You know what I call it? Which one? The dreamer's dream. Yeah, the dreamer's (laughs) dream. The big dreamer's dream. Oh my God, what um, an event. So, I mean, I was live tweeting it, but I had to stop at a point because I had to come um, on to the show but very interesting stuff. I mean, I wasn't terribly impressed until I saw the iPhone yeah, that, 11 Pro me, that was and the 11 thing. Pro Max. And then, um, truth be told, there's very little difference between, for example, the Apple Watch Series 4 mm-hmm. and 5, apart from the fact that there's now an always on screen. Annoying. Um, which, no, actually, I think I it's don't pretty like cool. It. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. You don't have one. So I think it's pretty cool. No, Philip, <laughs> trust me. Yes, I understand. But I think they are trying to copy the feature of normal watches, right? Where you can see their it face. It is a normal. Watch. But the, when you watch, when you watched, when you watch the event, the the thing they talk about is it tells the time and everything else. Yes, but and who says I want people to see my wrist all the time well, when I'm walking, when especially walking, in when the you're dark? Walking on the street does your and you have an analog watch for example does the screen ever go off no it doesn't it doesn't no, reflect it doesn't. light well it doesn't well listen when you buy one you'll understand where we are coming from anyway so i okay, mean that I'm was one of the things again. that was one of the things <laughs> that was pretty interesting about the event um there was um everything from the apple watch series 5 mm-hmm. that was announced which was pretty interesting depending on what your tastes okay. are um there was um the iPad, mm. um, the new iPad with a bigger screen. Yeah. Um, yes, a lot of interesting things, but 
most people probably will brush it aside but then for you ipad lovers out there i'm sure you're pretty interested in that um you know there was apple tv plus as well the streaming that's one service. of the things that impressed me and price i think alone. and yeah the price is i think what people were really psyched up about everybody yeah. was waiting for the price and it's 499 dollars. that's like cheap. that is cheap for all that content that they're producing yeah. you know and 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 to think that for if you buy a new iphone if you buy a new apple tv mm-hmm. um if you buy a new ipad for example you're going to get one year yeah. free oh subscription so i mean if you are looking at buying one of the new iphones just remember that you're going to get one year free subscription on apple tv plus if you're going to buy an apple tv for example the new one you are going to get mm-hmm. you know a brand new like you're going to get one year subscription free of um apple tv but hey it's 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 quite a lot it's it's quite a lot that they announced but everybody was waiting for one thing and one thing only which is the iphone 11 and everything else related to it so um the iphone 11 the basic one so last year there was the 10r yeah or the xr mm. there was a 10s and then there was a 10s max i stopped following the name so this year there's the 11. iphone 11 there's 11 a 11 max. pro and there's the 11 pro max oh good please now um <laughs> there's there's a lot there's a i mean okay so let me just go through the stats or the specs for the 11 and it has a 6.1 inch retina display um it has spatial audio yeah um, it has a wide camera so most of the cameras almost all the cameras on from the 11 to 11 pro max are 12 megapixel mm. which a lot of people will not to be too excited about because they've probably seen a 48 megapixel no. and a 24 megapixel but i mean you can define it as you choose there is now an ultra wide finally oh god and um the there's cameras. a new night mode there's a new night yeah. mode across Looked all really the devices when they and there's it. cinematic video stabilization also across all the devices one of the things that was introduced which i i really really like i'm getting into is apple arcade which is yeah. sort of like a special not much of a place gamer, on so. the apple play store mm. um up, yeah the apple store where you basically have all your games yeah and it's it's nice that they have created that you know space for that and subscription to that it's a subscription-based service by the way it's a subscription-based service and it is also 4.99 mm. as well so for those of you who enjoy making those payments well there you go you can go ahead and grab that offer from apple but yeah what what did you think of the devices okay. announced so my Big guests, mm. the ones that got me most excited, mm. TV Plus. Yes. The ultra wide feature. Yes. I loved it. Yeah. And then the glass thing with the new phones, mm-hmm. where it's a single glass is used to cover the back of the whole thing so that you don't have any risk of something coming off in the near future. Right. I really love that. Mm. And the dust resistant and then water resistant feature. Yeah. I loved that one too. Mm-hmm. So that would mean that now you can take your phone anywhere you're going if you get that one mm. that is mm. and all three cameras on the iphone pro shoots 4k video oh, um right. apple if you realize was trying to introduce a new word for slow fees mm. or slow mo videos yeah for the front yeah, facing yeah, cameras slow so if you are if so you're taking one. a front facing um video with your yeah. front facing camera or a video with a front facing camera can you can slow actually it down. now have slow motion into it and they call it slow fee yeah i don't know how many people would actually use mm. that but yeah well people will people who like things like uh snapchat um instagram you know 
for those kind of people they would want they would, something they like would that. absolutely love but those. the thing is there wasn't much attention on ar mm. like samsung did mm-hmm. you know samsung paid a lot of attention to ar brought in a lot of features but looks like truth is i mean a couple of months ago apple did have an event where they went really hard on those where mm. for example the um the emoji yeah. and everything else like there was an upgrade to that so i'm guessing that's probably why why they probably didn't say much about that in this particular event mm, well then that that would explain a lot because it feels like the attention was more on the normal f- professional video that you can take with the 11 mm. more than the other things you could add to make it fun right 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 that's an interesting view on it so is that, I mean that's that's probably why they ended up with showing us what the pro yeah device can actually do. But I mean it's it's quite a lot. It's quite a lot mm. of stuff. You can check it out on um, following me on at Kofi Ashon. Um, Jeffrey also tweeted a couple of things yeah. about it as well. So you can follow us on Twitter to find out what you know our thoughts are about it. But then there's too much information <laughs> on Twitter currently about the device. Mm. But the prices are what got a lot of people pretty interested. So. Yeah. The iPhone 11 is going to retail at $699, yeah. $700. The iPhone 11 um, okay. Pro is going to retail at $999. Yeah. And then the iP- iPhone Pro Max, Pro Max will be whew, $1099. iPhone 11 Pro Max. Sorry, mm. 11 Pro Max will be <laughs> retailing at $1099. So basically $1,100. So, like $1, so yeah, if you're looking at getting yourself a new device, I'm guessing most people will go for iPhone 11. Yeah, for now. I mean, I'm considering the fact that it, the XR was the biggest selling device, mm-hmm. it's most likely most people are going to go for that. Yeah. You know, and a few people, you know, yeah, those would go dope. for $1,000. And then those who can add a little $100 more will go, go for, for the, the max. max. But yeah, I mean, I really don't see what mm. the big deal is. But yeah, I mean, let's know what your thoughts are. Um, what you thought about if you paid attention of course, to um, the the event. Let's know what your thoughts are. But mm-hmm. that's not the only story yeah. that was making the rounds so, this week. Um, how many countries do we have in Africa? 52. Please. 54. I'm not sure. Or 72. Either. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> let's stick with that text. Yeah, let's, let's, let's stick with that text. <laughs> so, four countries contribute to 60% of digital entrepreneurial activities in Africa. Four just for nigeria mm-hmm. egypt south africa mm-hmm. and kenya where's ghana ghana morocco senegal tunisia uganda and tanzania mm. contribute to 20 percent interesting then the rest of the african countries will take the last 20. wow yeah wow so we are here thinking we are doing so well but looks like when you go onto the continent we are, we are not, not contributing so much. that much wow we are contribute we are we are with the com- the, the the countries that are contributing what 20 percent 20 percent so one two three four five six countries are contributing 20 percent mm. and four countries are doing 60 percent and this in into context is entrepreneurial yes mm. in the digital space right so basically tells you that if you want digital stuff from entrepreneurs maybe 
I, I don't know if it's because our market may be too small. The population also has yeah something to do with it. Because Nigeria is big. So the first four that uh, contribute what sixty percent. Yes. In terms of digital entrepreneurship. Yes. Nigeria, Egypt, Egypt, South Africa, South Africa, and Kenya. Kenya. Interesting. I mean, three of them happen to be in the King's concept mm. as proposed by Eric Osiabon. Yeah. I think Ghana is missing from there. Mm-hmm. So Ghana and how many other countries? Ghana and uh, five others. Ghana, Morocco, Senegal, Tunisia, Uganda, and Tanzania contribute 20. 20%. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. And then Uber mm. may be getting into bus transportation in Lagos very soon. Imagine if they brought this to Ghana. <laughs> so uber is getting to bus transport, bus transport. yes imagine that in ghana my god okay wait so are you ordering like let's say a trotro mm. like because basically that's what with an app with an app how are you going to order i think certain buses will be designated to specific routes right so if you say you're so wait Ooh. from adenta to accra mm. for instance Ooh. then it will tell you the next bus will be here in maybe two minutes i have sense. a feeling that's how it could work that's a very that's a very good transportation system yeah. being developed right there mm-hmm. so if for example i mean there are some people who have tried it in the past. It hasn't really worked out. Mm. Obviously, because of the route issues and yeah. because of traffic issues, traffic. you really can't determine. But now, because Uber has been operating for a number of years, yeah. three years or so or four years, they've racked up a lot of data, data. about routes, traffic, traffic situations issues. and everything. So now they can calculate correctly okay, with this amount of traffic or at on least this estimate route. properly how many minutes it will take on route. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Which country is this? This is in Lagos. Ah. That's where they are starting. Of course, it's Nigeria. Yeah. Take it to Nigeria first. <laughs> why don't you Uber? Take it to Nigeria first. Wow. So, yeah. That's how it is. That's very, very exciting. I'm really excited about that. That actually is, is, is a solution that I think probably could change the way transportation works mm. in Ghana. Mm. But I'm guessing the trotter drivers will go and fight them just like the taxi drivers fought the Uber drivers. And again, I will say it. If you can't beat them, join, join them. them. But they won't. They'll rather beat the trotter than. I mean, like, right like, now. What do they call it? Uber Trotsky. Mm, no, some company has something Trotsky already. No, Joe that's an oil call. company. So oh, they, they can. Uber Trotter. Uber Trotter. Anyway, let's, let's, let's <laughs> see what Uber eventually calls it. But it's mm. basically Uber, Uber getting into the mass transport yes. business. Yes. I like this. I like this. Anyway, anyway, any other stories that caught your attention this week? Um, let's see. Okay, so there's this story that says a U.S. court says that scraping a site without permission is illegal. Well, it's not yours. Why did you even bother doing it? Oh, sorry, it isn't. It isn't. Yes. So it's not illegal to scrape data from public websites without any prior approval. So you can just up and do it. Yeah, just clear the data. So long as you have the authority small, you don't have to go and ask anyone for permission. So it comes after a legal dispute between LinkedIn and HiQ, mm. where um, LinkedIn sent a cease and desist letter to HiQ 
demanding that I stop scraping the site. And then the thing went to court. And then the court says that HiQ and then any other site or company that wants to scrape data from any website mm. can do it without asking for any permission. Hmm. Anyway, just got a message from Carl. Mm. I'm doing the listening. And he says, Philip, I tell you, you can't wear that always on screen light from Apple Watch in a shaman. And he adds a big Thank laugh to you. Okay, so going through the biggest announcements from the biggest story of the week from the Apple event, which ended a couple of um, minutes ago, uh, for those of you who were watching. But then for those of you who did not catch anything, well, let's be just take you through the biggest announcements. Apple TV Plus, for those of you who are into streaming content, for example, from Netflix and from all these other services, Hulu and the rest of them, Apple TV Plus one-year trial comes with every Apple device that you purchase. Apple TV Plus, the company's original streaming service will launch on november 1st and um basically costing 4.99 per month for those of you who pay with your visa it's pretty easy now um basically it is going against everybody from disney plus to whichever streaming platform is trying to battle with that is why they're coming up with their own original content now the thing is with every ipad every iphone every laptop or desktop that you buy you're basically going to get one year free trial for this so it's pretty pretty exciting there is an upgraded seventh generation ipad which comes with a 10.2 inch display for those of you who are into your ipads i'm sure this probably will be very exciting for you it starts at 329 dollars for those of you who are interested in purchasing it and so yeah um it has a number of you know upgrades from um the sith um generation so um if you're interested it's something that you should look out for um it's a shipping in a couple of days actually so just look out for that um pretty pretty cool then apple watch series 5 has always on display and for me that was one of the biggest disappointments because that is like literally the only difference apart from of course the new ceramic and the white and things like that just colors just it's colors it's only the ceramic i liked just colors that's it i don't even the, like the, the always biggest on. change from the series four to series five is just always on display uh, I don't know. And I don't know if many people don't like it. I don't know if that. I saw lots of people. It, I saw. I saw lots of people tweeting they didn't like that feature. Uh, uh, well, you're always in your car, so it's fine. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh -huh. true. that's true. If you're walking somewhere circled <laughs> around 11 p.m., then you will see. <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting. The the iPhone 11 improves on the XR from last year in every way possible and still manages to cost less than the xr um which is very very interesting um it costs um 700 dollars or 699 um so yeah that is a very very interesting one um, and i'm guessing that apple is probably doing this because they know majority of us mm -hmm. will end up purchasing getting that. that one you know if you're going to get a new iphone yeah and it costs less than its counterpart from last year you just might get as well that just one and jump into that on. um 
the iPhone 11 Pro and the iPhone 11 Pro Max um, are the other devices. Mm. They are comparable to the 10s and the 10s Max from last year. The only thing is, um, unlike the iPhone 11, mm. which has two cameras, the iPhone 11 Pro and 11 Pro Max have three cameras on the back. And or literally every single camera there is a 12 megapixel camera there is now an ultra wide feature as well for those of you who enjoy taking those sort of pictures um and there are a number of updates that have gone into the device but you know we'll get into all those probably a little later yeah and apple is also set to release ios 13 um on september 19th um, yay <laughs> and <laughs> iOS 13.1 and iPad OS on September 30th. So for those of you who are looking for your upgrades or your updates, um, there you go. Um, I think it's one of the announcements that was made. Um, some of you have already been doing that in the beta program, but for those of you who haven't, well, yeah, it's coming soon. I think in the two weeks or in a week or so, you should be able to get access to, um, you know, they have I iOS 13. So, yeah, there you go. Thank you so much for making time to join us on the show. A big thank you to Andrew um, for joining us to talk about what the future of payments actually look like and borderless payments. That was really, really exciting. OTT as the foundation of it all. So, yeah, I do hope you enjoyed that conversation. Thank you so much for making time with us. And a big thank you to Jeffrey, of course, um, to Mr. Entry, um, wherever you are. Remote thank production. You so much. Remote production. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for you doing the listening. The podcast for the show will be available tomorrow. So please look out for that. You can check out all the podcast platforms and you should be able to get the show. Simply search for City Trends. But then until next week, stay techy.